So Money episode 133, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Hey everyone, welcome back to So Money. I hope you're on the road going somewhere fun and fabulous or you've just arrived. It's Memorial Day weekend and I do hope you are taking advantage of this three-day weekend. I just uh, realized the cover of Time Magazine is like how the American vacation is is ending. It's going away and that's kind of a scary thing. And I know it is true that a lot of us don't use our vacation days. So wherever this podcast finds you, I hope you're having a good relaxing time and um you know, at least part of your brain is down to business. You're listening to this show. You want to get some financial savvy. So I'm not going to waste your time. Let's get right to it. This is the Ask Farnoosh episode of So Money. Of course, every Saturday and Sunday, I turn the show over to you. And we've got a question here from Louisa. She is uh, asking me that uh, she wants to know how to invest. She's 20. Actually, she says, I'm a recent college grad, 2013, and I'm looking for smart ways to start investing my money. What do you think are the best options uh, as uh, I'm just starting out? When should one start investing in stocks and bonds? Well, Louisa, you should invest early and well and often. Um, When you start that first job and you start making money and you're tucking some money away for a rainy day, also tuck some money away for your future. And that's where you want to be a little bit more aggressive than just, you know, a regular bank account that you want to open up perhaps a retirement account, either through your work, whether that's a 401k or 403b. Or you can go to your local bank and open up um, an IRA, an individual retirement account. And all these types of long-term investment vehicles will allow you to invest in the stock market, in the bond market, and you should, and you should do this early. And I, I like this question, and I and I get it a lot, um, but I think sometimes when I get a question about investing from a millennial or from a young adult or a recent grad, is like they really want to know how to pick stocks. They want to know how to open up maybe a portfolio from a brokerage, not in this uh, way of retirement f- portfolio, retirement um, account, like a 401k, but more just kind of like throwing darts at the stock market and monitoring your account. Because um, it's kind of sexy, it's kind of fun. You know, there are shows around investing. It kind of makes it seem like a thrill. And it is if you're up for the ride, because it's going to be a very volatile ride. But I think when you invest within the kind of relative security of like a 401k, which, hey, also is volatile. I'll be the first to admit it's, you know, during the recession, people's 401ks went very south, but uh, at least there are tax advantages. Sometimes your employer offers a match, so that's technically free money. So look for opportunities like that. And if you are working and you're young, I think you would probably qualify for a Roth IRA. That's where I'd start um, and also take advantage of your work 401k. Ashley asks, I'm looking to hire a financial advisor to start helping me manage my finances. What should I look for in my financial advisor? What are the questions I need to be asking to make sure that I'm managing my money properly with their help? Well, actually, Ashley, funny you ask that because on on, uh, Thursday of this week, I interviewed my financial advisor, Stacey Francis, about this very thing. And uh, I believe that was episode 130. So check that out for sure. But I would just say to you that as you are interviewing advisors, the most important thing is that you feel 
you feel that there is a trustworthy connection there, that this person understands your goals, that they um, they value your goals, they're not throwing you um, historical return spreadsheets and talking about how much they've returned for their clients over the past five years. That's important, but it's not what they should be leading with. Their advisors should really be leading with, who are you? Where do you want to be in five years? What are your priorities? What mon- how much money do you make? How much money is coming in? How much money is going out? You know, um, how can I best serve you? And at the end of the day, you want to like your advisor because your relationship with your financial advisor is very, very intimate. You know, it's like you're getting financially naked with this person every time you meet. And so you want to make sure that um, you like them, you trust them, that obviously they're certified. A certified financial professional, CFP, is the designation you want. And ask for recommendations. You know, seek the recommendations of friends, coworkers, relatives, um, parents, friends, to see whom they like to work with. And I would say interview at least three to four people um, before you make your decision. But Stacey Francis is the founder of Francis Financial in New York. It's a boutique wealth management firm. She is my financial advisor and she's on the show. Um, check out the uh, episode 130 and you'll learn a lot from Stacy. Raj says, hey, I love your show. Always top of my podcast list. Thanks, Raj. Enlightening experience learning all the financial wisdom from you and the other famous personalities that attend your show. Thanks for coming up with such a wonderful show. I was wondering if you would come up with an episode or an article that would teach money habits to teens. I would like to impart the wisdom to a soon-to-be teenager. All right, Raj. Well, actually, I have an article coming out in Money Magazine in the July issue about allowances, and it does talk about older kids who are in the high school years, like how to really allocate the allowance um, so that they really learn about not just money management, but maybe even entrepreneurship. You know, there's some parents out there that are telling me they are giving their children not just money for like doing laundry. They don't get money for that because that's just what they have to do or making their bed. They don't get money for that, but they do earn money when they look around the house and find um, projects that, you know, they can provide for the family. Like they might, like for example, they'll look at the yard and say, wow, there are all these dead leaves. I'm going to rake them. And then I'm going to negotiate my income. <laughs> you know, I'll go to mom or dad and say, I'll do this, but I want to make $10. And then mom says, well, I'll give you nine. And then they settle at nine fifty. So I think that's awesome because you're teaching your kids entrepreneurship and teens really get that. Another way to help teens really understand money management is to have them take over an entire budget item. So if you are giving them money for, so let's say you give them money for like school clothes and say, this is it. I'm giving you $200. Have at it. The thing is, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to make regrettable purchases and or they're going to become really great at finding discounts, looking for deals. So giving them more control at that age when they're a teenager over the allowance in terms of how to spend it is wise because one, they'll learn from their mistakes, but two, they'll also become a little bit more aware of the um, the possibilities and they'll become aware of trade-offs. And I think that will be a really great lesson for them. But check out episodes in the past that I've done with Ron Lieber, New York Times uh, bestselling author who's written about you know kids and money. There's also, let's see, um, Susan Beecham, also an episode of Susan Runs Money Savvy Generation. She talks about teaching kids um, young and old about money. And so there are a lot of um, resources here at the podcast that can help you out. 
If you've got more questions, email me. But check out the July issue of Money Magazine coming out in around mid-June. And then we have a question from Anonymous. Hey, Farnoosh, what is your biggest financial failure? <laughs> I absolutely love your show. It's part of my daily routine. But based on your reactions to guest failures, I often wonder if you have ever had any big financial failures. I made a lot of mistakes in my mid-20s, which completely ruined my credit score. And now I'm trying to rebuild uh, my finances. I was relieved to hear how Matt Giovanisi improved his credit score after also making mistakes in his 20s. And I think guests would be able to relate more with you if you shared your failures with them. Oh, yes, Anonymous. Where do I start? Um, I have talked about my failures on my show, um, perhaps not so straightforwardly, but when sometimes guests say something that resonates with me, I will chime in and say, oh, have been there, done that. And so I suppose one of my biggest mistakes out of college in my 20s was I opened up this store credit card and it was a Banana Republic card. And, you know, because I started my first big job and I wanted to look good. So I opened up the Banana Republic card. They were offering me a bit of a discount when I did. Didn't know that this was like probably not a good idea because, of course, when you open up a store credit card, it's a very high interest rate, low limit, which makes it easy to max out. And every time you apply for a, a credit card, whether it's a store credit card or a major credit card, they check your credit and that dings your credit. So credit inquiry, a hard credit, hard inquiry, technically. So that's just a sidebar. I got the card. I bought a few clothes with it. And um, a few months in, um, one month, I, I, I forgot to pay the bill. I did not automate the payment. I was behind on that. And so I was still paying with like a check and an envelope. And I just missed one of the uh, payment deadlines. So I was you know, I was late and I got a letter about it and I paid right away when I got the, like, I just didn't know I was not organized. And long story short, paid it off, um, never used the card again because I was like, this is not just, I just can't deal with this anymore. And I got scared, you know, truthfully. I was like, ugh. Didn't even think that it was going to hurt my credit because I thought it's just a store credit card. It's got a low limit. It was like a one-time late payment. And you know what? That did bring down my score um, to the like to. It was probably I had a high seven hundred score, brought it down to like a low seven hundred, which was not the end of the world. But I'll tell you when it came back to bite me was when I was a couple times. One was you know applying for a mortgage down the road. You know these hard inquiries, um, hard inquiries fall off your credit report, but a late payment stays on there for a longer time. And at this point, it was a few years later. I was applying for a mortgage. And I did not get declined, but it did come up in the underwriting and it was kind of embarrassing. It's like, you know, you have this, um, this late payment from Banana Republic, you know, what's up with that? What happened? And so I had to write a letter saying that I, you know, I cleared it. It's all good. But then, okay, this is probably where I was really silly. Like six years later, I'm back at Banana Republic. And I know this is not the most significant failure. But, you know, you're talking to Farnoosh Tarabi. I'm not really allowed to have a lot of financial failures. Otherwise, I'd be really bad at my job. But um, but we're being honest. So I was back at Banana Republic. I thought this whole thing was behind me. I was pretty sure it had fallen off my credit report. And um, I met Banana Republic with my then fiance, who's getting a store credit card because he's buying like $1,000 worth of clothes for Banana Republic. And they were having like a 30 or 40% off discount when you open up a store card. He was just starting a new job. So he was buying all these clothes. And so 
I heard this, it was like 30% or 40%. It was wild, like the discount. And I know you're not supposed to open up a card for the freaking discount, but I, I was tempted and I said, um, can I do, can I open up a card? And they said, sure. And do you know what? I was denied. <laughs> I was denied a Banana Republic card. How embarrassing. Next to, staying next to my husband, my soon-to-be husband, because they found out that some six years ago, I paid that card late once and they didn't trust me again. So, so that was embarrassing. And um, I don't think I've talked about that very much, but it happened. And it wasn't like this huge cataclysmic failure, cataclysmic failure, but it was um, very embarrassing. And it just was one of those things that kept coming up, I felt like in my life. Like I just, it's like this issue that was just kept sticking. And it was um, because I just forgot to pay a bill once. And that just goes to show you how important it is to pay off your bills because they just end up, you know, haunting you for so long. And in some cases can prevent you from getting additional credit. So there you go, Anonymous. What do you think of me now? Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more conscious of this. I'm going to be more of an open book to uh, listeners. And, you know, while I don't have these huge, you know, major failures, um, I do have these little anecdotes that, if you find them exciting, hey, I'll keep them coming. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your Memorial Day weekend tomorrow. Tomorrow, guys, you're going to love our guest. Uh, it's Monday, so we've always got a special guest on Monday. It's Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday, he's a best-selling author, media strategist, former head marketing at American Apparel. So he's got a lot of interesting things to say. He's one of the smartest people I have encountered on this show. So very excited to unveil his interview. In the meantime, hope your day is so funny. <laughs>